All right, episode 216, also known as part two of the Sabre Grades. And uh, in this episode, we'll have defense, goalies, coaches, and management. Kevin Adams' job and how he's been doing. Um, So let's start with the defense. All right, so we'll work our way up here from the, I don't want to say bottom, but I mean, I guess, you know, the priority chain, no offense if you're listening. Sure. Um, Kale Clegg, been impressed yep. with him, by the way. I know you're doing the grades, and I'm going to agree or disagree, but I've been impressed with Clegg. For the time that he's been put in, I mean, like, like come on. I'm not saying yeah, he's staying. I, I, uh... I'm not saying he's earned a spot here going forward. I'm just saying, you know what? He's a good hockey player. Yes. Very capable of playing in this league. He's That's kind of like, yes. he's kind of like the bubble guy. Um, you know, he could he could easily play every single night. Like he's he's got the skill set, the mindset, the skating ability. Like he 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 did a really nice job when you know Henry Yoki Haru was out, and there was a point Ilya Labushkin was out, and Samuelson was out, and um, Kale Clegg stepped in, which is what's expected of him. Okay. We, um, hold down the fort, hold down the fort. And he did that. Like we're not looking for him well. to take jobs from Darlene or Samuelson or power or, you know, he played really, really well with power. Um, because he just, he thinks he thinks a high level game and he's a nice defenseman. He's a Second really nice pick, man. Like what do you expect? That, and, and listen, that's why they put Casey Fitzgerald on, on waivers is because Kyle Clegg, Kyle Clegg, Kale Clegg um, solidified himself as that guy who's going to be the next man up guy. And he's done a really nice job. So um, Western Canadian kid, not surprised. God, I love the Western boys, man. I love the guys from out West. Okay. Moving up. Uh, let's see. I, I didn't give him, I like, I didn't give him a, a, a ranking. I don't want to give him a ranking. He played 21 games. He played really well. Give, um, you can give him a B. I think he, I'll give him I'll give him a C plus then. Oh, I'm not giving B's sake. out to uh to a guy that has zero step goals. in and do their fucking role, hold yes. down the fort, play well with a number one overall pick. That's worthy okay. of a I'm gonna give him a C plus. Oh my there you go. god, sorry, fucking underperformed. Jesus. Jacob Bryson. Jacob on most nights, you don't see him very much, which is very good for most defensemen. Very good. If you're not seeing that player at the end of the night as a defenseman and your team wins, then you chalk yourself up as a, as a good grade. Um, he's had a couple hiccups this year in, in, in a few games, but uh, for the most part, he, his, his game is his skating, his skating puck moving ability, be able to jump up in the, up in the play. Um, he's defensively responsible. He's a, he's a solid, solid um, NHL defenseman. I'm going to give him a C. He's done a nice job this year. A few hiccups in a few games, but listen, I mean, he's a defenseman. We all had it. All right. Um, okay. You're the defenseman. I'll, I'll take your word on that. I, you I, like, you like, or you don't like, um, I had higher hopes for him. Uh, I, I know he's on the smaller side, but that doesn't bother me. I mean, one of my favorite defensemen to ever watch fucking all time was Tory Krug. I loved him as a player. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this guy has to go out and beat Tory Krug, but I just uh it, the, the nothing to do with size. I think I think his weaknesses have been exposed. You know, you you look at 
Some you nights. Get, yeah, some nights. Well, that's where I'm going with this, right? And I don't want to be harsh, but he's making $1.85 million this year and next. So, I mean, I guess, but, you know, Darlene, plus 19. Owen Power, plus 12. Um, I get where you're going with that. Labushkin, even. Yoki Harju, plus two. Samuelson, plus 10. Fitzgerald, Pilot, four and one, respectively. Kyle Clegg played 21 games. He's even. You know, uh, fuck, Jeremy Davies stepped in. Make your point. He's minus 17. Minus 17. In 42 games. In 42 games. So, so what are you giving him? Giving him a D? Well, how do you give him a, how do you give him, how do you give him a, would you say a C minus? I gave him a C. Okay. Well, well, then fine. I'll I'll give him a C. I just, you know, I'm sorry, but I expected more. And maybe he has more to give. Maybe he just has had a tough first half of the season. Maybe he's had an injury. I don't know. I factor all this in yeah. when I say something because yeah. people don't know what's going on behind closed doors in the locker room personally or anything. And I'm not chalking it up to that. Could just be the fact that he's having a shit season. Uh, or bad luck defensively, or the puck's going in when he's on the ice. I don't know. Plus, minus is a fucking terrible stat. But when you're that much on the other side of it from the rest of your defense core, that raises red flags. Yeah. Okay? Uh, especially after the years they've had, and now all of a sudden all these guys are in the pluses. Okay, moving on. Uh, Henry Yoki, how are you? Uh, he's He's been solid. You know, he plays a solid game. He's, you know, he's the typical Finn. The Finns all all play the game smart. They play it um, defensively responsible. Yoki Haru skates well. He moves the puck well. Um, you know, not an overly large um, offensive upside, I think, for him. I think what you're seeing is what you're getting. 25-point guy, maybe, um, that can probably play in your top four i i again would give him probably a c yeah kind of i think he's been solid but i know he has been hurt though yes he has he's missed game due to injuries so you know who knows what they're dealing with there moving forward but as you mentioned everyone's hurt this time of year Ilya labushkin have you been happy with that signing i know we were very excited about that signing before the sabers ever even signed him in free agency when he was a leaf you had yep. said it would be amazing to bring this guy in. Has he lived yep. up to expectations? Well, listen, I mean, when we played against him and he was with Toronto, why did you notice him? It was so physical. And he was just a he can move jerk the puck. off. Yeah. He, but he I can mean, move. he just played like a shithead all the time. Every single time the whistle blew, he's shoving somebody. He's getting in a little bit of a scrap. I don't think he's a fighter at all, or he would have fought already. He's not a fighter. He's just an irritator. He's, I, I expected, and maybe this was asking far too much for him of him is I wanted Racco Gudis. I wanted a version of Racco Gudis from the Florida Panthers, a guy that is literally going to hit people clean, somewhat cleanly to hurt people. Like be seek and destroy every time you're on the ice. You got a guy skating down through the middle of the ice or whatever with his head down. You're going to try and murder him. That's it. You're going to play a game on the edge every single shift. It makes all of the players that that 
Raku Gudis plays against, they are on edge. They do not play a clean game because their head is up so much because they know he's seeking to destroy. And I thought what we were getting a little bit more of that from Labushkin, and we have not seen it. Well, when have we have not seen it since he absolutely blew up dry sidle behind the net in Edmonton and then caught somebody along the boards and absolutely blew him up in the same game in Edmonton at center ice. He has not been the same player. In fact, he missed time after. So if he has an injury that was caused by a hit and he's a hitter, then odds are it's taking away from his game immensely. So he's probably not healthy because he can't play his game. You know this better than anybody. You know, like if if you like to hit with your left shoulder and you're a hitter and yeah. you have a separated shoulder or a dislocated yeah. shoulder or a fucking whatever, yeah. you are you're you're screwed. Listen, you I, I screwed. played a full season with a straight jacket on, so my shoulder wouldn't pop out. I couldn't do yeah. the things that I wanted to do. And it I played was half a season in the American League with the same jacket, the thing where you buckle it underneath and you have to keep, can't only lift your arm up a certain height. Yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't lift my arm parallel to yeah. my shoulder. So I fucking fought three times with that thing on. <laughs> exactly. It was, very, it was very difficult to fight with. And I got beat up three times with that yeah, thing. I had on. to grab. I had to grab <laughs> with Low. the shoulder that was popping out. <laughs> and people don't know this. That's why when when you and I do these these um these rankings you're always wondering if you're throwing a guy under the bus because he's dealing with something that we just don't know anything about and that bothers me because i think that a lot of these players you know are are honor honorable guys that will do anything for their teammates and play through pain and discomfort and uh certainly you know, none of this is due to effort like okay. two like, mutt bags like at home friggin uh given given rankings to yeah. guys that we don't know if they're actually hurt or not we're just seeing we're giving rankings to to players that what we see but well, we don't it's know better, it's not. better us do the grades than uh someone who never played the game where are we at owen power this kid's a friggin' stud, man. I mean, I, 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 like 20 years old. It's absolutely ridiculous what he's doing right now. Yeah, we had a long talk. It's absolutely about ridiculous. We're not. I, I'm not even go. I'm not even going to go into my rant. Well, we, he's we just a about super his salary stud. And his future contract. I'm going to give him. Yesterday. I'm going to give him. Going to give him from what I've seen so far. I'm just. I'm going to give him a Don't B. Say, no. What? I'm going to give him a B. You're such an plus. idiot. B, I'm not even going to give him a B plus. I'm going to give him a B. He's been awesome. He's getting better each and every game that we watch this guy play. I can't, I, I'm laughing at myself for giving this guy a B because I, I think he like is going to be just You're ridiculous. Such an idiot. I am an idiot, but I just don't want to give him. I, the, the, the ceiling for this guy is higher than any player that yeah, we have but we're team. not talking about his ceiling i am we're not no we're not talking about living up to the potential of his ceiling because of his age Given i am what going he is, to give him right, a b give, plus oh you've just gone up to a b plus i bet you i can talk into an a how are you honestly going to say that with what you've seen of him at this age you called him on yesterday's pod. You called him a rover. He shouldn't even have a position. It should be R. How are you going to say he's a B or then a B plus? What he's doing at 20 years old 
is all day worth an A. We're not talking about him at 21 or 22, two years in the league or three years. He's a rookie. He's a, a Calder Trophy discussion. He's in the discussion. How are you? Come on. You have five seconds before we move on to, to change your grade and give him an A. That he you know what? There's things he needs to work on. I'm dropping to a B minus. I this this guy is going to be literally an A the rest of his life. Everything he does is going to be an A. His shit season's still going to be an A. That's how good this guy is. That's how. <laughs> that, that, then you just contradicted yourself right there because this is his rookie season, and I'm not I'm not giving him an A. I'm not giving him an A. I'm not giving him an A. <laughs> okay, such an I'll give him an A minus. <laughs> This guy's a stud. I love watching him. I love watching this guy, man. Fuck me, man. He's he's really good. He in a couple years from now, when he just matures, just mentally, physically, emotionally, becomes more of a leader on this team. Just everything about this guy exudes absolute raging superstar. And I love what he has done this year. I love what the the coaching staff have have done to make Owen Powers transition to from from D1 hockey to pro hockey I just think he's incredible Matthias Samuelson uh major 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 stud again I'll give him I'll give him a B plus had a rough night. Uh, had a rough night the other night uh, against Carolina, but uh, I mean, he is really, 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 really played well. You see what happened when he was out of the lineup. Every time he's out of the lineup, the Sabers, um, their their winning percentage goes way down. It, you need players like him to win hockey games. Okay, he is calm, collected. Massive man, massive reach, incredible defensive instincts, moves the puck well. Just love what this guy, this, 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 this signing, this signing is almost better than Tage Thompson's. I'm not kidding. People, people, shut up. I don't want to hear your, do, do not tweet me about Matias Samuels. You're crazy. Tage Thompson should be making 14 million. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you this. Kevin Adams should feel embarrassed that he signed Matias Samuel for this contract because in a couple years, man, this this contract is going to be laughable. Unbelievable contract. Unbelievable player. I'm giving him a B plus. I think he's done a really nice job in the job that he's given, and that's to play defense. He's awesome. Rasmus Dahlin. A plus. Undeniable. I've said this in many podcasts, literally for I don't even know how long now. He has finally exploded onto the scenes. Point producer in his first, second, third, fourth year. He has exploded to being the player that we all were asking questions. Can he become this guy? Well, he is this guy now. If I get Rasmus Dahlin like this for the rest of his career... I am absolutely one thousand percent, you know, happy with with what we're gonna get. We I don't we don't need any more. The ceiling has been hit. Like he's not getting any better. Like I don't see how you can get better. He's already controlling the game. 
Like he's he is an absolute stud. I didn't see this coming this year. Either did I. I was hoping that he would inch a little bit closer to becoming a little bit better defender um, and just more responsible. And he is he has just blown that right away. He's playing against the best players on the other team. He's on the ice for, I don't even know, 26-plus minutes a night, which is, I think, second in the NHL right now for minutes played for a player in the NHL. His power play points is second. His goals are second. His, his he's he's nasty he's a he's literally the first overall pick he's a he's a dangly little superstar and he's frigging crushing guys and cross-checking guys and he's the first guy into the scrum the guy is an absolute rock star rock star and i have not been able to say that for his first four years his first four years were very impressive he's always going to be able to produce points but he has shown right now that he can be. It's the overall game more than it is just the impressive yeah. movement. Absolutely awesome. Awesome. A plus. His pucks from the point. They're finding the net. They're finding holes. He's just, yeah, I, I, I didn't see this coming. I didn't know what to expect. You know, we talked about him before the season and, you know, we're, we're saying, um, you know, about how he needs to have a, a big year so the Sabres can extend him with one year left on his deal. And he's put the Sabres in a very interesting position. And the goalies, how would you rate the goalies? Let's start with Eric Comrie. Tough to give him a grade? Yeah, you know, I mean, he he walked in here very early on, really played well in a couple games, and then kind of went on a little bit of a, a, a downturn. But that was in... And that was in that time where the team was really trying to find themselves. They were on a, that bad losing streak. Um, it's really tough to give him a grade right now because he's his season's been so broken up. Um, so I'm not even going to grade him. I, I will say this, that I'm happy that he's here. Happy that, um, you know, that we have a goaltender like him and his abilities here. But I really don't want to give him a grade because I just feel it would be unfair. Okay. Uh, but I'm certainly not unhappy with 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 him. Oh no, how, no, how could you be? Ukapakalukanen. I mean, he has done a nice job of taking advantage of his opportunity that he's been given here with with the injury to Comrie. Um, you know, Ukapakalukanen is has been a, a a guy that has played a few years in the minors. He's taken the opportunity to season himself in the minors for a few years. Um, and he's, he's hungry. He's hungry to make the jump to the NHL. I think that he has done a nice job with his opportunity. That being said, you're only as good as your last game is the mentality with goaltenders. Um, we need him to be a guy that is an every night guy that he goes in. You know you're going to have an opportunity to win the game because that's how good he is. And he needs to be consistent in his game. Now, I know he's still young. He's only 23. Um, but he's done a nice job this year. He's, 20, you know, he's played 20 games. He hasn't played a whole lot of games either. But, um, you know, I will... Uh, I will... I will happily give him a B. Okay. Goaltending is an interesting situation here. I, I mean, forget about what they have in Devin Levi and all that, but after this year, if Anderson leaves, you have Comrie on a on a one-year 
remainder next year. And you have UPL on one year. Your goaltending total next year, if you run with Comrie and UPL, $2.6375 million for your total yeah, goaltending. Yeah, so you're paying absolute peanuts. So I, it for, makes me wonder if they're going to go and look for a goalie with yeah. three or four years left, like Thatcher Demko. I mean, there's a conversation there. I think he's got a few years left on his contract at five million or five and a half million bucks. So, I mean, that's the his name's been tossed around because Vancouver is, you know, cleaning house, right? So, yeah, there's talks of a lot of. Well, I don't know. Of- I think I think the Sabers. I think Kevin Adams uh, is pleased with you know, or, or or having the confidence to go with a, let's just say next year with a UPL. And I think uh, Comrie is still continuing to solidify himself as as one of the top goaltenders here, the, the number one. So you're going to see guys play at a very high level the rest of the year. Um, I am not, I'll just say this right now, I am not a fan of the three goaltending thing here. I shouldn't say it's an issue because I don't know what's behind closed doors and the conversations that have been had, but I am, I'm not a fan of having three three goaltenders on a roster. All right, Craig Anderson. I mean, what are you going to say? He's he he in the in every single game that he plays, he plays um confident. Um he gives your he gives his team a chance to 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 win. The attitude of just his his maturity and his age he is just another player. He's just ultimately like, you know, another older veteran guy that you just want when things are tough. You want guys like this in in your lineup that can just calm things down. And he's he's that's a that's a major major reason why he's here with the Sabers. Uh, bring him back next year. You know, listen. I mean, Craig Craig Anderson is is world class, and I don't know. You know the discussions that Kevin Adams and and uh, and Craig have had. That being said, you know he's he's forty one years old. I mean, there's a point in time that you need um, to give other goaltenders opportunity to take the reins because you don't know what level that those guys can get to if they don't have an opportunity. By bringing back Craig Anderson, you're 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 taking away an opportunity to see if one of those guys can really elevate their game. I would expect that um, he wouldn't be back, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was. Yeah, I'd, that's a that's a tricky one because he's been so good while he's been here. You know, he's served yeah. every purpose that he's been here, and be interesting to see. But goaltending is probably one of the biggest question marks going into the off season. Levi's not ready, and Portillo's probably leaving. And Thanks I certainly, I certainly, the last thing I'm going to say is you brought it up. And it and it kind of slipped under the radar. There is Vancouver Canucks are looking to make moves, and Thatcher Demko, who's a clear number one in this league, is a very and I mean a very very interesting goaltender. And right now, I I, I could see Kevin Adams doing something what I would be considered crazy because he's been so close to his kept thing, keeps things close to his chest that just think about bringing in a clear cut number one goaltender in the league, what that would do for this team. I think it would do a lot. Hold on one sec. I just want to look one thing up. You're looking at how much he's making. No, I know he makes 5 million. 
I'm looking at. Oh, never mind. What? Oh, he grew up in California. Okay. Dude, but he I makes fucking I... five million. He's 27 years old. He makes five fucking million dollars. Let's talk some coaches. Let's give the coaches a grade overall. A. Easily. Yeah. I'm 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 really happy with what I've seen from those guys. You know, you 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 just look at all of them and uh you you try and you 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 honestly that's what society is about is trying to find faults. Trying to find where they went wrong so we can write an article or talk about them and shit on them. And um Marty Wilford's been an absolute I don't know what the hell he's doing back there with those D but they look really, really good, and they're super insanely young. And he's done a nice job with those guys, and um, you know, Christy and uh, and 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 Matt Ellis have done fantastic job, fantastic job with these with these forwards, with uh, you know, continuing to develop these guys, gain confidence, watching probably tons of video, and Don Granado, I think, is awesome. I think he's done a really nice job. And there's going to be a point in time because every coach goes through it that uh, you're shitting on him and you're going to say his time's up. His time's far from up with this organization. I think Don Granato has done an incredible job building an unbelievable environment with a bunch of young kids and gaining these guys' confidence. And we're going to get to see what Don Granato is all about as this team continues to mature and take strides up the ladder to be to be an elite team and and I think Don will be able to coach a little bit differently instead of this you know I'm developing developing he can kind of shoot the whip a little bit more and say listen the guys that are going to work every single night are the ones that are going to play yeah listen I, I think was, he's done a great job uh, I was very skeptical of what he was capable of doing last year it's easy to ask a to take a team that has no nothing to lose and just roll players and give them a chance to play and have no real pressure to to succeed. So at one point I I said he is an inexpensive experiment. And at the time I believed that because it, at the time it seemed like the Sabres were yeah. going El Cheapo on everything. They fired everybody. Yep. They didn't want to spend any yep. money. And, you know, it was almost kind of like, you know, they did a half-assed coaching search, maybe now because they felt they had the guy all along. It just never seemed serious to me. It never seemed like it was about hiring the right guy. It was about hiring the cheapest guy. That was my impression of where the team was going at that time. Rightfully so. Thank you for right that. Right way to think. Yep. Th- thank I, you I can that. agree with all that. You know, it's just nothing personal. It's just, that's just how I saw it. And I never felt like there was a, much of a... um that presence, you know, like a Lindy Ruff presence or a Tortorella presence or a Rick Tockett presence. And maybe you don't need that anymore to know if he was the right guy to turn the ship around. Who can ever tell? But he's done that. He has proven me wrong. Yep. He's proven a lot of people wrong. The job is not done, by the way. His job is only actually going to get harder now. So it's, it's, and that's not me trying to escape, you know, and, and kind of buy time. I, you know, he's obviously a, a damn fine hockey coach. And well, he's coached in every he's coached yeah. in every league. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he gets 
veteran players in here that he's not familiar with. And he get you can't just keep surrounding him with familiar players. Eventually, you're going to have to give him players like a Timo Meyer that may not be familiar with him. Or yeah. you know, we talked about Jordan Greenway, but he has played for for Don Granado at the NTDP. So other players coming in and playing under him that and and being able to get those players to play and beat the top tier teams. That's the next phase of the coaching challenge. But in order for building morale, confidence developing skill and developing hockey players and putting a real team on the ice. He has absolutely done an exceptional job. You know, I was vocal at the start of the year that I wanted, I I knew this group was going to be really, really young. Okay. And, um, they were going to go through their ups and downs. And, and, and when you are, are gifted, basically um, some of these players that have been landing on their lap because the team's been so bad for so long, you need to start to surround these young players with some veteran leadership. And I, and I thought that Kevin Adams would have gone out and made, made a couple moves, almost made a couple moves, kind of like the Red Wings, right? The Red Wings went out and got a few guys um, to insert into their lineup that were older guys that just veteran guys that uh, really good around the young kids. Kevin Adams chose not to do that. He told uh, he he wants to stand pat. He wants to allow not take ice time away from the young players. And back months ago before the season, I was just not really interested in hearing that. Okay, so I was a little bit disappointed. Um, fast forward fifty games, and I can totally undersee. I can totally understand and see the 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 vision of what Kevin was trying to do. Allow these young players to go through a long, demanding season, something that a lot of these players have not done before, and he stuck to his guns. And I think he's done a nice job by doing nothing. Yeah, he really hasn't. Well, he had he picked he, up uh, Tyson Jones, which great. You know what yeah, he, he gave? You know he needed a body. He didn't have anybody in Rochester to bring up. Yep, he they're gave all here. Thing. So, and that's that's not his problem. I mean, he has a bunch of first rounders that he'll be able to stockpile. But for me, you know, at the start of the year, I probably would have said a C because I was unsure about the Tage extension. I was unsure about the Don Granado extension. I was very unsure about the Matias Samuelson extension. But I think you know those players have those two players have proven to be yeah. worthy of those extensions and exceeding those extensions. Don Granado is obviously succeeding under his extension. I think his true grade will come when I see what he can get for Casey Middlestad, see what he can get for yeah. Victor Olofsson, see what he does with Rasmus Asplund, and I think the final grade comes for Kevin after after the draft. Right, because he needs to unload players. Yeah, you know, to, to give him to give him a, a mark right now, he he's literally knocked a, an absolute grand slam in both signings with Tage Thompson and Samuelson. Absolute grand slam. That doesn't mean I'm just going to automatically give him an A. I think those are really good well, jobs with getting. I, I was thinking B plus. I was thinking B. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, you know, Kevin Kevin's work is going to be you know, his difficult work is going to be keeping the structure of that salary cap intact when he has to sign a Rasmus Dahlin that's having the season that he's having now. 
um, trying to figure out what you do with Owen Power and how much you're going to have to pay him. The Dylan Cousins is going to want a lot of money. And if you can get him under the right contract, I think that's going to be beneficial. Um, there's just, there's a lot of guys that need to sign. He's going to be very, he's going to be a very, very busy man this summer. If, because Kev, Dolph- if, if, if Kevin gets Duck Cousins to a seven, seven million or seven point, I think you could be, I think to be honest with you, I think that, um, you know, Dylan Cousins could be, um, maybe more of a six year deal could be a little bit less money, um, into the six and a half million dollar range. Um, if you can get something like that done with him, I think it would be very beneficial for the team and for Dylan because then he would be, you know, finished the the contract at age 28 and be able to sign another somewhat sizable deal. So I think you have to kind of work with the player, but I, I don't want to see Dylan Cousins in a number of of around eight, like all those other freaking guys like Norris and Thomas and Cairo and Stitzel, they all exceeded their, their, their numbers, but they're also first line players on their team. Well, Cousins is considered a second line player on his team. So that market for him is going, not going to be the same. He'll probably hopefully be around six and a half, maybe 7 million. Those grades were all very generous for a team that's not in the playoff spot, but I think you look at where they stand. Yeah. 26, 20, and four in 50 games, 56 points, one uh, one point out of a playoff spot behind Pittsburgh, four points behind the Capitals with three games in hand. There's a reason for that. So the second half is going to be huge for this team. Tage Thompson's health is going to be huge for this team. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.